Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. The mystery of the Silver Arrows is fast drawing to a close. When Clark Kent and Tumbleweed Jones captured the old prospector, Hopeful Jake, they learned why he had been trying to scare them away from the ghost town of Dead Man's Gulch. Eerie shadows danced on the dust-laden walls of the ghost town shack as Hopeful began his rambling story. Suddenly, a silver arrow whizzed out of the darkness and struck him in the back. As our story continues today, Jimmy, Tumbleweed, and Mary Lewis are seated in the parlor of Tumbleweed's ranch house while Clark Kent and the doctor are in the adjoining bedroom with a seriously injured old man. Listen. 10.30. They've been in there a long time. You reckon old Hopeful's done for? I don't know, Tumbleweed. That silver arrow was sharp. I don't generally ask for much, Jim, but I'd give plenty to get my hands on the ornery, low-down, sneaking son of a mangy coyote who shot that arrow into old Hopeful's back. I'd give him a taste of arrows he wouldn't be likely to forget. You changed your tune, Mr. Jones. Back at Dead Man's Gulch, you were ready to string that poor old man up on the nearest tree. Oh, Tumbleweed didn't mean that, Mary. Well, he wouldn't hurt a fly, let alone an old fellow like Hopeful Jake. Hold on, Jim. I can draw my own bow. In the first place, ma'am, nobody calls me Mr. Jones around these here parts. The name's Tumbleweed, and that's the whole of it. No mister and no nothing. In the second place, Jimmy here had a bead on the target. I wouldn't string nobody up, even it meant losing both arms and a leg. But old Hopeful didn't know that. Leastways, he... Didn't stop to think much about it. Tumbleweed just wanted him to talk. That's why he threatened him. Well, he talked, and you see what happened. Yeah, if I could have put my hand in front of that there silver arrow and stopped it, ma'am, I'd have done it. I'll keep a close watch, Doctor. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your getting down here as fast as you did. I'm glad I was able to, Mr. Kent. Well, good night, Tumbleweed. Good night, everyone. Good night, Doc. Good night. night. Much obliged. Well... What's it going to be, Mr. Kent? A tough battle for Hopeful, Tumbleweed. That arrow went deep. He's not a young man, you know. But Dr. Mallory thinks he has a chance. I hope he pulls through. Oh, so do we all, Jimmy. For more reasons than one. Well, why don't you turn in, Mary? You look tired. Oh, I'm all right. Well, I think it might be a good idea if we all turned in. I'm going to sleep right here on the sofa. Oh, no, you ain't. Well, I have to, Tumbleweed. Dr. Mallory said to stay close by Hopeful in case he comes out of his coma. If anybody's going to bunk on that there horsehair sofa, it's me. Why? For the plain and simple reason that you need a good night's rest. 
And that old lumpy sofa ain't fit for a man or beast to flop on. Oh, I think you're being very silly, Tumbleweed. I don't mind at all. Well, I do. And since these here are my diggings, I reckon I gotta speak the right to speak my piece. I'm sleeping on the sofa, and you and Jim is going over to the bunkhouse. Well. The lady's got a room all fixed upstairs. <laughs> hey, you see, it pays to be a lady, Mary. You don't have to sleep on the sofa or in the bunkhouse. You're fancy. <laughs> Ain't nothing fancy about it. I could probably sleep on iron spikes tonight. <laughs> if it's that bad, good night. We'll see you in the morning. Which room is mine, Tumbleweed? Right up the head of the stairs. I'll take you up. Oh, no, don't bother. I'll find it. Good night. Good, good night. night. Good night. Don't forget to wake me. If you don't, I'll sleep right into next week. Oh, I'll see that you're awake and bright and early. Okay, good night. Good night. You know, uh, I can't rightly figure her out. She kind of puzzles me. Oh, I think she's swell. You'd never believe she was a schoolteacher, would you? Why not? The school teachers grow horns and breathe fire? Oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> All I know is that you made a silly, unthinking remark. What puzzled you, Tumbleweed? Well, I don't know. You think that yarn she told Jim about her grandpa is on the level? Well, I'm sure it is. After all, she has a silver arrow exactly like the first one Jimmy found, with the same rhyme engraved on it. And you think her grandpa sent it to her? Where'd he get it? Hmm, probably had a lot of them. What do you mean, Mr. Kent? Well, I don't want Mary to know this, but it's been my feeling ever since I heard her story that her grandfather, Bart Cummings, was the Silver Arrow himself. No kidding, Mr. Kent. Quiet, Jim. I may be wrong, but everything points to that. You remember the story Hopeful told us about the Silver Arrow? How he was supposed to have been a Western bad man who reformed? Well, that fits the description, doesn't it? Well, it does in a way, well, as but... As I say, it's just a hunch I have. However, I think we'll find out much more if Hopeful recovers. He knows who the bearded man is, the man who attacked Jimmy. He'll probably be able to tell us where to find him. What if Hopeful doesn't recover, Mr. Kent? Well, in that case, we'll just have to carry on without his help. As a matter of fact, tomorrow morning we should follow the instructions engraved on that last arrow we found and see where it brings us. Well, let's turn in. I wish you'd let me sleep on the sofa, Tumbleweed. Yeah, nothing doing. Well, all right. Look in on Hopeful, though. If he becomes restless, give him one of the pills Dr. Mallory left. They're on the table next to the bed. Good night, Tumbleweed. Good night. Good night, Jim. Good night. Stripping off his boots, Tumbleweed tiptoes to the door of Hopeful's bedroom, looks in, and then stretches himself out on the horsehair sofa. Only the ticking of a clock breaks the dark silence. Slowly, the hour hand circles the face again and again, until the first gray streaks of dawn fan out across the horizon. Off in the distance, a cock crows. The black shadows of night vanish, and the sun comes up like a ball of living fire rising higher and higher in the heavens. A short distance from the entrance to the cave of the Buffalo Bones, Kent, Jimmy, Tumbleweed, and Mary Lewis wilt in its blistering heat as they try to unravel the clue written on the third silver arrow. I give up. There ain't no place, nowhere, without that boiling sun don't shine. Now, take it easy, Tumbleweed. Let's study the inscription on that arrow again. You've got it, Jimmy. Read it once more. Okay. Pace seven to the south and six to the east. Shoot this arrow where the sun shines least. I've done all the pacing I'm going to do, Mr. Kent. The sun don't shine least no place, and that's the whole of it. I'm afraid Tumbleweed's right. The only place this blazing sun doesn't shine is inside that cave. Mary, you've got it. What's she got? Sunstroke? Oh, we're just stupid, that's all. Why didn't one of us think of that before? Think of what? The cave. The sun doesn't shine in there at all. Well, I'll be hogtied. Gosh, do you think... Now, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
Where's that spot we marked after we paced off the seven and six? Right here. Yeah. Well, I've been standing on it for an hour looking for some place to shoot this consigned silver arrow. Well, you'll get a chance now. Can you see the entrance to the cave from where you're standing? Huh? No. No. I reckon that kind of messes up the idea. No, it doesn't. Can't you see any of the entrance? Well, just a slit kind of over to the left there. Well, shoot the arrow through that slit. Shucks, it ain't no wider than a man's finger. Shoot the arrow through. Well, no hombre can get hung for trying. Stand back. You did it, Tumbleweed, right through. Now, let's see what happened. Come on. Well, it seems awful silly to me. Like playing call games. There's the arrow stuck in the ground just inside the cave. Now, wait a minute. Jimmy, leave it there. It marks the spot. What spot? I don't know, but we'll find out. We've got to dig. For buried treasure? Is that it? Is that what you mean? Ah, look at what you've done, Miss Kent. you got Jim all head up about buried treasure. This ain't pirate country. That old prospector, Hopeful, said there was silver buried somewhere. Pounds and pounds of it. Oh, Hopeful was just babbling, ma'am. Like his panning for gold. Ain't nearly a speck of gold in these parts, but Hopeful keeps right on panning and hoping. Well, we've got this far, Tumbleweed, so we might just as well go a little further. The only problem is, what are we going to dig with? There must be something back in the cave. I'll have a look. Uh, got that flashlight we brought along, Jim? Sure. Here. Thanks. I'll see if I can locate some uh, implements. Okay. Mr. Kent, do you really think this is the treasure spot? I don't know, Jimmy. Gosh, what do we do if we find millions of dollars worth of silver? <laughs> we'll decide that after we find it. Tumbleweed? Sure. Anything doing? No, yes. Hey! Tumbleweed, what happened? Tumbleweed! Something's wrong. You two stay here. I'll be right back. Tumbleweed! All right, Tumbleweed! Down here, Mr. Jim. You watch that hole. I'm going to clean to it. What hole? Oh, I see it. Hey, reach your hand up. Say, some, some hombre's been living down here. He's got a cook stool and grub and... Well, I'll be a ringtail coyote. What's the matter? There's a mess of them silver arrows down here. What? About 50. Here. Here, give me a hand. I'm coming up. Okay, I got you. Hey, look at them arrows. Well, you can't look on a kind of it's dark, but come on out in front. Okay. What happened, Tumbleweed? You're all covered with dirt. Oh, that ain't nothing. Look at what I found. Silver arrows. Lots of them. Did you say someone was living under this cave, Tumbleweed? Yep, cook stove, grub, and everything. And I reckon it's that bearded hombre what shot a silver arrow into old hopeful. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Didn't see any shovels or pickaxes down there, did you? No, nary one. Oh, Mr. Kent, yeah? I know where there's a pickaxe. An old rusty one, but it might do. Where, Jim? Oh, I saw it in the front room of the old hotel yesterday. Mary and I can go up and get it. All right, go ahead. Come on, Mary. If you see our bearded friend, yell. Oh, don't worry, I will. And loud. Gosh, Mary, wouldn't it be great if we found that silver? Lots of it? Yes, it would. What would you do with it, Jimmy? Oh, I don't know. Give it to a hospital or to some place with poor kids. I don't know. You're sweet, Jimmy. Oh, heck. That's what anybody would do. I wonder. Is that building up ahead of the hotel? Uh-huh. I think the pickaxe was in the front room in a corner. I'm sure I saw it. Oh, watch those steps. Cobwebs all over my face. They're awful, aren't they? Give you the creeps. Oh, there's the pickaxe. I'll get it. It's rusty, but still good. Well, let's go. Jimmy. What's the matter? White as a sheet. Jimmy. Look at this old faded picture on the wall. Over there. It's a picture of a man. What's so strange about it? Jimmy, look at it. Keep looking. The eyes are moving. Well, how would you like to be in Jimmy's place now? Staring at an old faded picture hanging on the wall of a ghost town shack. Watching the picture's eyes move. Something is going to happen and happen soon. Will it solve the mystery of Dead Man's Gulch? 
The next episode winds up the story with an exciting climax, so be on hand to listen in with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.